So hi, welcome to Good Nights Podcast. We're with the Ivans. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the project? So we yeah, started, brother and I, uh, I was living in New York City back in uh, 2012 through 2014. We were playing in a uh, another band, which was aptly called the Jim Ivans Band, uh, which is funny that Jack also played in that band. Amongst his friend circles, it was known as the Jack Ivans Band. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, that was more of a kind of acoustic, pop rocky kind of a project. It was more like Goo Goo Dolls, like Gin Blossoms, and kind of vibes. Yeah. And I moved to New York, and I just, it was you know, it helped, you know, the guys that we were playing with, you know, so Jack was living in DC. He would, uh, he'd ride the bus up, uh, to New York to do shows. Cause I was like, oh, I'll just get another drummer while, you know, we're doing this. And he was like, no, uh, <laughs> Jack would take the bus up to New York to play gigs. And the guys that ended up being in our band, they just had these, this really cool rock and roll aesthetic about them. And I was like, I want to put this acoustic guitar down. I want to crank up. Like, I just want to mm-hmm. like, write songs i wanted to write songs that i wanted to hear our band play you know what i mean like these guys played so well the four of us and i was like i just want to write songs that i want to hear us play and so you know the kind of the direction kind of went very you know swaggery sleazy late night rock and roll with atmosphere it was very much inspired by you know arctic monkeys that just put out am mm-hmm. uh love that love 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 that album uh stereophonics language violence sex other is also one of my favorite albums of all time and then uh this is war 30 seconds to mars uh so i kind of wanted to see what it would be like if i put those three albums into a blender and that's uh that's kind of what we uh, we came up with and we're originally from richmond virginia so we uh yeah yeah so we uh we uh, we we left new york moved back home for a little bit and then four years ago we uh, moved to nashville completely on a whim that's an interesting uh, move. Yeah. Yeah. Think so Hatton, our lead guitar player, uh, he went to high school, or I guess went to K through 12 school with me and Jack. Oh. And uh, we were always kind of in touch. We were never really close back then. We were always kind of in touch because we knew Hatton was this amazing guitar player. And Hatton called Jack out of the blue one day and was like, hey, I just got out of grad school. I think I'm going to move to Nashville. You want to come with me? And Jack still had some things going on in D.C. And he was like, you know, you should call You should call Jim. And I was preparing a move back to New York and Hatton called me out of the blue and was like, hey, I'm about to drop everything and move to Nashville. You want to do that? You know anything about Nashville? And I was like, I've never really been there. I don't know anything about it. Let's go. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I was 27. I was like, you know, I think I got another crazy move left in me. Let's do it. Let's let's see what happens. <laughs> we, uh, I'd never lived with Hatton before. I didn't have a job. I took an apartment site unseen. Uh, Hatton and I did. We lived together. And uh, yeah, we just figured it out. And we met Reagan about six months after we moved here. He's our bass player and uh, I couldn't love it anymore. So extremely long-winded answer to a very simple question. That is the essence of me. Wow. Well, right. Says okay. a lot about just, that's great. Just on a whim. You just like, that's crazy. I want to live like that. Okay. So um, <laughs> congrats on your upcoming, oh. I don't recommend it for everyone, but uh, it can be exhilarating. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can imagine. Oh my god. So um congrats on your upcoming release, Bloom. How do you feel about the response to it so far to the people you've shown it to since at the time of recording it isn't out yet? Yes, so uh we are taping this on Tuesday the twenty seventh. It comes out Friday the thirtieth. Yes. Uh, everyone we've shown it to uh, really, really likes it. You know, it, it's it, it occupies an interesting space 
both sonically and lyrically that you know sonically we kind of try and take our try, try and push rock forward every time we write something you know we we spent we spent two years in nashville making an album the follow-up to our 2017 album the code duello and the week it got mastered uh quarantine started oh. so uh, that got shelved, and then in quarantine, we inadvertently wrote another album. And so, Ooh, Bloom, okay, Bloom is the composure, which came out in July, was like the first single from that. And, then mm-hmm. and, and uh, we're gonna do singles every couple months for a while, but uh, you know, I say all of this because. It, with all of us writing together and just the creativity has been flowing so much, you know, we're trying to bring our sound forward every time, but this song has kind of a throwbacky kind of a musical vibe to it. You know, everyone says, you know, it sounds like, you know, like the early two thousands and normally I would hate that. But uh, in this case, I actually really enjoy it. Uh, it's got a nice head Bobby bounce to it. And then lyrically, you know, so much of art right now is about the negative side of love and, I'm in a very serious committed relationship and uh, I wanted to write a song about how you, know, you can be a very lost person uh, like I was and all it takes is you know one person, one connection uh, to kind of turn your whole life around and that's what happened to me and so I wanted to put that into a song and uh, that's that's what we came out with. Right. Sorry, it sounded like Jack. wholesome. Jack, were you going to say something? Okay, I guess not. <laughs> Uh, so is there I, any... I'm sorry. I didn't hear what, what was the, uh, question? I couldn't hear it. How do you feel the response to Bloom to the people you've shown it to so far? Yeah, everybody's been <clears throat> pretty stoked on it. Um, it's got a really cool, the riff that kind of drives the song, gets stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, it's been, uh, positive. Actually, while we're on the phone, I just got an email saying it was getting playlisted for some stuff when it comes out, so... Oh, congrats. Uh, yeah, so that's, you know, hopefully it's all good things. You know, I can, we're uh, we're redheads that made it through middle school, so we've got pretty thick skin. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we can take some negative uh, shots about the music and without it affecting us, but I haven't gotten any yet, so. Mm-hmm. At uh, least with this. <laughs> yeah. So is there any meaning behind the single art or uh, name? Behind, behind, meaning behind Bloom? Yeah. Uh, there is, actually. So, first off, my girlfriend's last name happens to be Bloom. Oh. So, I, uh, I, I kind of used that as a metaphor for, like I said, you know, the song is about being a, a very lost and kind of aimless person and uh, not really knowing where life is going to take you. And so the chorus says, uh, you are the water that made all my dead leaves grow and uh, cleanse them from poison to thrive and bloom. And uh, that's uh, that's kind of the central meaning behind the song. Yeah, it's very wholesome. I like that. And the cover art? So the, the cover art... Um, when I was living in uh, D.C., which Jim was talking about earlier, um, and we had a band in New York, I also was playing in bands in Baltimore, D.C., and Richmond, um, and I was just pinballing it across the mid-Atlantic. Um, <laughs> and my guitar player, we had, there's a band in Baltimore, it's a hard rock band, it's called Knights River, and um, the lead guitarist in that 
is also an awesome graphic designer. And so his name's David. And uh, David has actually designed uh, a couple pieces of art for us, as well as we put a show on in Nashville called Grunge Night, where we have like, the last one was like 80 musicians that are from all different walks of life, um, different genres. And you can be like in a local band that nobody's heard of, or you play, you know, drums for Florida Georgia Line or for Three Doors Down or, you or, know. Or your Chris Daughtry. Or your Chris Daughtry or somebody. Yeah. And um, so David actually originally had been designing artwork for those shows. Um, and uh, and then I gave him our last song, uh, was called Composure. And I gave him that and he just kind of made, he, he, he listened to it and then he got a vibe and then made the art for it. And then we released, we were going to release Bloom. And we really loved the art that he did for Composure. So I was like, David, kind of keep the same theme as you did, but just listen to the song. And he was like, I'll listen to it, and I'll make something that I think represents it. It was like his own take on Bloom. So Yeah. Yeah. So we, I gave him, like, full – I kind of do this when I go get a haircut. I'm like, hey, you're the pro. You do whatever looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Dave, I was like, Dave, you're the graphic artist that designs shit for all kinds of people. Like, you just – you get a vibe and go with your impulse, and luckily – we all really liked what he did. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Shane before the interview. It like really caught my eye when you guys sent it to me. It's so pretty. I love it so much. Like it fits very, very well. Oh, thank you very much. Of course. Yeah. So can you tell me about your writing process for this single? Yeah. So um, it's, it's very interesting. You know, Jack and I have been playing music together since for about eight or 10 years now. And uh, the process has evolved every time. Um, the Code Duello was just Jack and I. And so a lot of times it would, you know, I kind of look at our band like we're the United Nations, but I'm America. Uh, so everything, well, let's we'll say pre-2016. Uh, okay. um, uh, basically that, you know, everything is, you know, equal. Everyone, you know, contributes and everything, but there's, kind of someone who's louder than everybody else mm-hmm. uh, that tends to drive the conversation and that would be me. Um, so, you know, back when Jack and I wrote the code duello, a lot of it would come from me. And then Jack's instincts are very, he, he acts very much like a producer. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm more of the writer and Jack is more, thinks more like a producer. So I'll give Jack a song and he'll be like, you know, this riff needs to change here and you need to shorten this, you know, pre-chorus here and then, you know, maybe let's change the key and then let's do this. And so like, they're all kind of very uh, macro ideas. And I feel like I work very micro and that's why Jack and I work so well together. And then moving to Nashville and having Hatton and Reagan join the band, uh, we'd never really had a situation where we wrote like as a band. And as it's gone on, oddly enough, uh, COVID and quarantine, we've been more productive than we've ever been just doing songs over email and, yeah, they're on this, you know, kind of upcoming, you know, album, you know, collection of singles, what have you. Uh, all of all four of us have songs that started with that person. So I think, you know, right now it's like I have four and Jack, Ray and Haddo all have two. And, you know, so it kind of it's it changes every time. But that's what keeps it exciting. Uh, mm. You know, I'm, I'm we're all in our early 30s or Ray's is late 20s because he's the baby of the band. But, uh, you know, we're all. 
I didn't know that, you know, the process would or could evolve as I went on, but it, it keeps changing and uh, we love it. So Bloom started with me. Uh, I wrote kind of the, the meat and potatoes of the song. And then uh, the biggest change that happened in the middle was Hatton had a guitar solo idea. But he was like, yeah, but, but this is how it should go before. You know, so that like, Dennett, Dennett, mm-hmm. Dennett, Bennett, that part before that came from him. And then, you know, Ray and Jack, you know, they're such a tight rhythm section. And like, you know, I, I write, you know, temp parts for them, but I'm always like, you guys, whatever you guys do is going to be way better than what I come up with. But, you know, so just go and do whatever. And so Jack and Ray, uh, they really, you know, brought that rhythm section to life. And, uh, and then I, I, uh, true to Jack's producer instincts, I wrote, you know, I write all the lyrics and the melodies and everything. And then I, I sent it in and Jack, uh, it was funny. His normal note is you have too many words. Mm-hmm. And for the first time ever, he was, you know, I think you need more words. Oh my God. I was, like, I was like, is that so really Mr. I, I have too many words. Uh, yeah. So this time he requested more words oh. and Jack's Jack operates a lot over voice memos. And so he, Jack, you definitely recall doing this. I, I imagine you, know, you just sent me this voice memo that just goes like, yeah. So I think you should sing like, and I was like, all right, I can do that. So, uh, that? so I, I rewrote the, I re, you know, I kind of expanded the lyrics, rewrote the melody, and it was, it was way better. So I like, I like how collaborative our band has become. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Uh, so this question should be like super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words. Both of you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Jack, you're quicker on your feet. You go first. Um, throwback vibes. We'll throwback make throwback two throwback words. Vibes. We yeah. can make it two words. It's okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> compound. Okay. I would say bounce anthem sex. Okay. <laughs> All right. Solid. 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 Okay. Uh, so you keep mentioning this collection of singles, maybe an album, the two albums you wrote. So can you tell us about that? What can you tell us? Can you tell us everything? Please tell us everything. Yeah, so, so basically, you know, we have a 13-song record that was wow. finished. The, the Masters came back like the day before everything shut down. Yeah. Which was so depressing because we've been working on it for like two years. And it was oh. like, we're finally ready. And we had stuff lined up and all that went kaput and so the first couple months of quarantine we were just sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves like every other musician i mean we live in nashville so like there's thousands and thousands of people that are off the road um but then we were like we got to start writing man and we kind of we write a lot anyways mm-hmm. um and so we just started we wrote one song and then we by the time we'd finished be like we hadn't even finished the first one we already had ideas for like five other ones and now what we're kind of think we're going to do is instead of releasing we don't want to just put out the record we worked so long for yeah so we really what we do is we have that record good to go and we're shopping it but in the meantime we've recorded several singles and so Mm -hmm. what we're loosely our our plan is that we're going to put out a single one month and then month two put out a corresponding video and then month three put out a new single month four a corresponding video and then keep oh, doing that yeah, yeah. 
Um, and we might not do a video every time. Uh, maybe we will, maybe we won't. But like as of right now, we have um, a single good to go in December and a single good to go in February. Um, and if we want to record a couple other ones, we, I mean, say we don't do the, the accompanying videos, we could, we could start putting out one a month. It's just, it's more like, um, if you can get enough, you know, get it to enough people if one month is enough time. Cause it's like, you know, you start doing lead up and sending out press stuff. Um, at least you want to start doing that close to a month before it comes out in a perfect world. It's three months, but like, mm -hmm. and these are weird times. So, yeah. So once a month might be a little much, but we've, we've got almost another whole record's worth of material and we're like, screw it. Let's just, let's just start, start putting out singles, man. So yeah. that's moving. Um, yeah. And then again, you know, we have this other album that is amazing. Uh, you know, we did it with a guy named Michael Zuso. He's a friend of ours. Uh, he actually is Luke Combs' uh, sound engineer. Oh. And, uh, and we got it and we worked with a guy named Robert Venable to mix it. Uh, he is now, uh, he works for Kelly Clarkson after having done her oh. uh, piece by <laughs> album. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we, uh, that record is called Conditions. And it's basically, it's not a concept album, but it's basically, I had kind of a nervous breakdown a couple of years ago at the same time as I was having this very serious relationship happen, the first and only seri really serious relationship I'd ever been in. It's kind of like how those two uh, worlds square with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and the whole record is about, you know, kind of anxiety. And uh, <laughs> you would think 20, it's the perfect album for 2020. Um, and you know, it's basically sonically, we decided, you know, let's take the Code Duellos sound, and if you put that on a spectrum, if like you know, rock was on this side and kind of popular stuff was on this side, let's take it and just stretch it out. And mm -hmm. so, rock songs got harder, the poppy songs got poppier, and then there's this middle ground of stuff that we'd never done before, and so it's really exciting. And I, I really want people to hear it, and this new batch of songs is just building on that and so you know we just we really are we strive to you know take rock forward uh with everything that we do and so that's that's kind of our goal all right yeah hell yeah so excited so Crazy. speaking of goals where do you guys see the band in the next five years you know i would have had dominate uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh we want to be the biggest band in the world so As you uh, should. I, I agree there are too many people who even when they attain success, they're like, oh, but like, I didn't really want it. And like, you know, I don't like, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't this expect stuff. this. And yeah. I'm like, then fine, get the hell out of my way. Like I'll take <laughs> right now because yeah. we want our music. We want our music to get reach as many people as possible. You know, you think about your life and you think about those bands to you and those, you know, th those artists that mean so much to you and that every lyric, every song, every album, you know, you hang on and you know, they're your band. Like, that's what I want to be to people. Yeah. You know, I put so much into this music. We all do. And uh, I just want to be able to affect people the way that, you know, bands like Oasis and the early November and Radiohead and, you know, Blink and, you know, all those bands affect me. Uh, so that's what I want. So in five years, I, uh, I hope that we are out of this hellscape that uh, 2020 is and that nice. we can be, uh, engaging with as many people as possible and affecting people uh and just seeing just seeing it grow oh yeah 
excited. Yeah. All right. So um, for the last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go straight to death row then. So if you're on death, we're going to go to death row. Sorry, I just oh. did, I did not anticipate that that's what you were going to say. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's all good. Um, So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Mega boom. Man, I'm a... I'm, I'm gonna get I would get real gluttonous um, which is kind of how I am in general but I, I would probably go bone in t-bone full rack of ribs and like an outback Caesar salad and then like a, a style like they got pretty solid baked potatoes too yeah and, and you know one of their loaves of bread or two of their loaves of bread so no. Uh, this is going to sound like copycatting, but Jack almost gave my exact answer. Uh, so I'll, I'm just going to say it. Uh, so I would have a 20-ounce ribeye uh, with some real buttery, garlicky mashed potatoes, a big old thing of mac and cheese, and uh, rum and coke that you can fit in a big gulp. Uh, like, Whoa, yeah, a big gulp. I, I, okay. I would definitely want a light beer like like a like six i don't know like a case of light beer to go with it and then if i'm gonna die i might as well get hammered so I just like slug whiskey too i don't know Is that, why not why not okay so you might kill yourself before they can get to you that sounds yeah if i could why not? drink myself to death before they could actually put me to death that seems like it's like a slightly better <laughs> that's a win exactly going out on your own terms i will yeah. also say jim's answer is pretty funny because he's pescatarian so for him to say that his last meal is going to be a steak, that's actually pretty hilarious. Because I remember what it was like. <laughs> um, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fictional world? Yep. Yeah. Um, man, okay. That is a good question. A fictional world, I would say... Uh, Imagination Land from South Park. Oh, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So before, uh, before everything goes to shit, uh, yeah, let's let's live in Imagination Land and take that hot air balloon uh, out there. Yeah. Oh, if I would survive it, but I think I would go hang out in Patty's Pub with all the guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes, yes, we haven't gotten that yet. Thank you so much. That's a great I'd, answer. Uh, I'd probably be dead by the end of the week, though. Yeah. Uh, from that, that show got weirder and weirder as the seasons went on. But, yeah, uh, so I'd, I'd hang out in Patty's Pub around like season three. <gasps> yeah, Taste. yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Who do you think you'd like try to stick around the most in the gang? Oh my god! Well, season three, Frank is actually pretty level-headed, and he's yeah, exactly. So Frank and Charlie out. are like level-headed. level-headed. Yeah, and Dennis hadn't become a serial killer. Not yet. Um, although he was still a sociopath. Yeah. Mac is such a tool, always. And then, uh, <laughs> Charlie, season three is wildcard Charlie, I think. Uh, he's kind of like, he's, he's nearing like, the edge of just like completely losing it. So, like, yeah. Yeah. hasn't yeah. turned into a cartoon yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, Jim's a connoisseur. That, hey, was, were Matt, were uh, Frank and Charlie living together in season three? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they moved season in like, two. yeah, season two. Like pretty uh, much May. Well, I definitely don't want to live in that. No. <laughs> I'm not staying at any of their houses. I'm staying at like the uh Well D's house isn't bad. 
Yeah. 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 Frank's mansion. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'll stay at Frank's mansion with his ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's before she she dies too. So. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. With with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Solid. I love that answer so much. So um, I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has said it's the most important question. Okay. What's your guys' favorite color? Blue. Uh, green. Blue, green. Wonderful colors. So. Hey, what's yours? We're flipping Yellow. the conversation. Black. Yellow. What is it? Black. Because it, it encompasses uh, all colors. Yes. Sure. What about you, Glory? Yellow. I like yellow. Yellow is very good. Old person to wear yellow. I think that reflects well on your personality. Thank you. Thank you. So, as Glory said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Um. So we have a single called Bloom that I guess by the time this comes out will be out. Um. We put out a song called Composure in July. And then we put out a cover of Graveyard by Halsey uh, earlier this year, which is kind of a reimagining uh, that I actually quite enjoy. So I think more people should hear that. And then uh, we're going to have new singles and videos every couple months, just like Jack said. Right. And everything is at the Ivans. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This has been the Ivans, and we are the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>